Hi, and welcome to the Two Weird Hungry Girls podcast. I'm Phoebe. I'm Tracy. And I'm Aparna. <laughs> yay! Oh, yay! <laughs> Dr. Aparna Mealy is here with us from the Digestive Disease Associates, mm-hmm. and she's just getting over laryngitis. Which is I'm not a digestive so. disease. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not the best radio voice, but... That's but I'm so okay. glad you came. Oh, I wouldn't miss it for anything. Because, I, I don't know, I, how are you doing with, do you make New Year's resolutions, Tracy? I have a whole thing about that. Okay, because I don't, really. No, you no, don't either? Well, no, it was, no. We talked about this last year, I think. Probably. Mm-hmm. I talk about it every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what happens. The pros, the cons. Yeah. They just fall off to the wayside. Mm-hmm, sure. But of course, like in the New Year, it's always like every magazine you pick up, it's detox. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Detox this and detox that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then people forget True. about it, like, by um, March. <laughs> Probably. I or mean, what I, what I figure when I see all that talk about detox in the beginning of a year is that people have said, ah, screw it, I'll detox in the new year, and they go hog wild from Thanksgiving <laughs> till the end of the yeah. year, and they, you know, probably. And they're like, That's what I would do. They're like, I'll just have one less beer this week. Detoxing. Detoxing. <laughs> I'm drinking think. lots of water. So, uh, you know. <laughs> and what good is a detox if you're just going to retox? Right. right. Exactly. The air, you know, I so, mean, it's like a reversal. It's like you spend half the year just trying to get yourself in health and then you just let it all go to hell the mm-hmm. last half of the year. Is which, that what happens? Like when I think is that, 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 that is what happens. It does seem like people yo-yo a lot. And mm-hmm. for some reason, because it's holidays and it's festive, people feel the need to just go nuts. But why does having fun me- me- mean have to be unhealthy and completely let it all go? Can't you keep up with your habits? But but still have fun all year round. So you're saying yeah. you can still be um, hog wild in the kitchen, <laughs> right? Like in January and in July, absolutely, and in December. Mm-hmm. Christmas can be fun. Yeah, you have some great tips. I've heard you speak before, and you talk <laughs> about um, small meals is one of the tips you talk about, and mm-hmm. of course, eating whole foods. Absolutely. So, what are some of the ways people can go hog wild in the kitchen? <laughs> well, <laughs> the way healthy. I like to yes, um, the way I like to recommend it is. Take a common meal and reinvent it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm no chef. Um, I enjoy cooking. Probably in my next life, I would be a chef. But um, it's you could take a dish that's familiar that you grew up with, and you can um, make it healthy without making it healthy. If you know what I mean. I mean, mm-hmm. y- you can use sauce and you can use sugar, and you don't have to be abstinent and create this, you know, uncooked, um, you know, boring looking thing. But you can you can use spices and, and, and use your creative thinking to reprepare a food. For example, suppose you like red meat. Well, enjoy red meat, but rather than you know dipping it in batter or frying it in um in, in a big out of butter, perhaps you could grill it and, and, and sort of make it with, with new accompaniments maybe you haven't tried. And that's what going hog wild is. It's thinking mm-hmm. outside the box, not just continuing the same, um, the same patterns of, mm-hmm. of eating what you like in an obstinate way to, to enjoy what you like because it's holidays, but, but eat it in a way that doesn't let your health go, mm-hmm. I guess. Do you think people eat a lot mm-hmm. because they don't feel full? Because we eat so quickly? Um, I think people eat a lot because, as I told you before, you know, eating is a very communal thing to do. Heck, it's the one thing that quintessentially makes us feel human. And so eating is social and it's pleasurable and it's comforting. And so I think people um, mistake all those wonderful, the euphoria you get from eating into, um, you know, the, the sense that they can kind of, there's no filter, or there's no limitation to it. And I think 
the importance is eat, enjoy, and do all those things and get the euphoria. But you don't have to do it in massive quantities to get that euphoria. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think if people realize that, then buffets wouldn't be so popular. Oh, mm -hmm. You know, you go to Europe and you don't see people doing buffets. It just doesn't make any sense. Everything here seems to be supersized. It's mm -hmm. like just keep going but isn't it like alcoholism i mean can't right. you enjoy one drink why do you have to enjoy six mm -hmm. and so i think eating has almost turned into um into something that it's okay because it's food it's not alcohol but eating can be a drug too and mm -hmm. i think the important thing is respecting your body's cues when you're full mm -hmm. um and when you're hungry mm -hmm. yeah do you have any tips when you go out to eat and people i mean you see sometimes in magazines they'll say when skip the bread plate mm -hmm. or when the dish comes out and it's super sized just ask immediately for a box and put half of it away one clue i do you change your way you think well um there's two ways to do it one way to do it is if you don't feel like you've got a good filter or you're trying to you know learn how to conquer yourself and your um and your ability to say yes or no you might go to the restaurant having already eaten a small thing at home so that you're not all that hungry. It's the same concept as going to the grocery store when you're not super hungry. You don't buy everything in sight. So perhaps you have like a little few bites so that you're not ravenous. And so maybe that bread doesn't look too good and you say, you know, bread, whatever, but I can't wait to taste that salmon that I've just ordered. Mm -hmm. um, and so maybe you forego the bread. The other way to do it is um, if you think you have a little bit more self-control is go there and think about everything you're ordering and that's going to be placed in front of you and decide, you know, consider yourself to have like a calorie quota in your head and say, okay, you know, 20% of my calories is worth it on this okay appetizer, but I need another 60 for that meal and I'm going to save the last 20 for dessert. Mm -hmm. And if you go with that idea, then you get to eat everything just in smaller bits and you just can enjoy it again later at mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. I actually do that myself. So it's mindful eating. It is mindful eating and mm -hmm. it's not meant to be a drag, you know, mm -hmm. it's just the idea that, um, is it worth the calories? I find myself saying that all the time. Is it worth and the calories? Yeah, yeah. You know, do like you there were some chips sitting in the office today and I was super hungry. I don't know, I just felt like eating and I looked at them and I thought, you know, I could eat those chips. Who doesn't like chips? But I thought, um, it really isn't worth the calories. I'd rather go home and have that lasagna, I mean. Oh, know. okay. So you balance it, like, with what I could eat versus, yeah. like, I could have the chips, but I would have to exercise this many minutes. Mm -hmm. Right. Or not even exercise, because I'm, I'm not going to do that right now, let's face it. But uh, I would say to myself, you know, um, if I just wait a little bit, I can really enjoy guilt-free, the meal I really want to eat, mm -hmm. a little bit later. Mm -hmm. What do you snack on? Like, what's a healthy snack? Well, the other way to do that, and to answer that question, is simple. Um you shouldn't have to pursue food. It should be around you. Okay. Because if you pursue food when you're feeling your worst or looking for it, then you end up making wrong choices. And that's mm -hmm. where the vending machine comes in. <laughs> so what I do is I bring a lunchbox with 100 items in it. So I Wait. snack on what's in, my, uh, what's in my lunchbox. How many? Not on 100 <laughs> items. No. That's oh. a little bit of exaggeration. Oh, okay. But I was like, I, was I like, thought she was serious. A, great, a great number of... Almonds. <laughs> Hundred almonds, beef jerky. What? Hundred <laughs> items. It's a large box. <laughs> yes. Okay. A lot of little snacks, and okay. what I'll do is I'll actually make them in easily grabbable aliquots. So yeah. I might make an enormous burrito, bigger than me, you know, and burrito. super thick. <laughs> sure. Uh -huh. And I'll cut it into like six medallions, mm -hmm. and then I'll wrap oh. each one individually. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Ah, and then I just kind of grab it. I mean, I'm a doctor and I do colonoscopies all day. And the last thing I have time for is to sit there with a fork and knife eating. Mm -hmm. So if I can grab something in between, then um, I can just eat it in two minutes and I can feel satiated and not guilty. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the last time I've used a vending machine. And and I get to enjoy... um, Basically, I get to eat all day, which mm-hmm. is basically what I do. But if you don't eat all day and you're starving yourself between meals, which this is a horrible thing that I do, like sometimes between breakfast and 4.30 in the afternoon, mm-hmm. like nothing <clears throat> happened, right? Mm-hmm. except for maybe some Girl Scout cookies and a, a few tastes So here's an interesting little tidbit, medically speaking. Uh-oh. Stomach is a little stupid. Mm-hmm. By the time you get the hunger cue, you've probably been catabolic or starved for about two hours. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you wait to feel hungry to eat, um, you end up overeating. Mm -hmm. The gut really works best with filtering food in throughout the day. I think we were really, I don't think it, I know it. Medically speaking, I think humans were meant to be grazers. And that's really where the caveman, cavemen survived. I mean, they basically just ate and grazed all day long. Animals eat like that. And if you think about a newborn baby Mm -hmm. who doesn't have good regulation of their bare receptors in their stomach that tell them when they're hungry or full. You don't wait for the child to scream bloody murder before you feed a child. Mm-hmm. You feed that child on the clock every two hours. Mm-hmm. And um, to be honest, we have the same guts we were born with. Mm-hmm. And so just because um, we're adults and we can speak and say you're hungry or you're full doesn't mean you shouldn't eat like that too. So that's what I do. I eat on the clock. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I'm never hungry and I'm never full. And I always eat. Just always level. Like there's none yeah, of that. Exactly. Yeah. You can I make that know. happen at the office, right? It's yes. Pre planning. Yeah, it, I think that's what it is. It's the planning piece. Like when you said you bring a box of a hundred things, that makes sense to me. Yeah, you you're know? right. You have to be a little bit diligent and have it in your head. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy thing to do. You know, some people medically have to do it. For example, diabetics. Mm-hmm. Um um, they, that's actually really a, the way they have to eat because their, sh- their stomachs don't empty very well. Um, and so and it depends on your degree of diabetes and how your control is. But regardless, um, for some people it can be challenging, but if you sort of um, um, decide that you're going to eat like that and make, you know, be resourceful the night before, mm-hmm. you'll find that it's not that hard to do. It is it's not that hard it, to I do. Think, I think I've, I have felt my best when I have planned and when I know that you know, I have almonds or I have, you know, the things that are, that are there. I don't have to get tempted by the pretzels that people brought in last week (laughs) or, you know, and plus we, um, we have a wellness coordinator, Mm -hmm. uh, Christy, and she brings us, you know, oranges (laughs) and bananas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And you might think, you know, I'm not going to eat this apple, but if you, you know, make it with the pieces cut up and um, mm-hmm. it's just an easy grab bag with like a, a dip you like or what have you, then all of a sudden it's not so unappealing. Mm-hmm. So the idea is never to pursue food and always have it near you and never let your hunger get away from you that you're desperate to eat. And then that's kind of when you make wrong choices. That's me. <laughs> so <laughs> everything everything in moderation then. So you don't sure. dissuade people from eating meat if they prefer no. to eat like beef. Not at you all. you don't persuade people from dairy. But... Do you say make better choices, like choose something that's leaner or naturally low in fat? Well, I mean, there's always, I think the intuition about eating low fat and limiting your red meat is pretty much there. If I was a cardiologist, I'd probably have a different stake in things and I might be advising people differently. But as a gastroenterologist, 
doctor who basically eats everything myself. I try not to polarize people by saying you must be vegan or you must be dairy-free unless there's a scientific or medical reason for them to be avoiding a particular component. I focus more on moderation, which I think is a lot more tangible to most people than saying, okay, from now until the end of time, I'm never allowed to have a piece of red meat. Mm -hmm. That's very hard to follow, and it sucks, and why should you have to live like that? But if you do, if you have a red, I tell people, have have one red meat day in the week, Mm -hmm. have two vegetarian days. And that makes sense. It does in terms of a budget, too. Absolutely. It's healthy for a budget, too. That's right. Do you find people um, often, especially in the New Year's, um, go heavy into a... Is it the paleo diet? Paleo diet. Mm -hmm. Or they go gluten-free in an Mm -hmm. attempt to lose weight. Yeah. Do you have to sometimes advise people? They'll come in and say, I'm going gluten-free because I want to lose 15 pounds. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's just really the national trend. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, these diets have turned into, like, you know, know, trend-setting fads. Um, Hollywood does it. So, you know, being gluten-free is like saying, you know, go be a diabetic. Um, You know, (laughs) gluten-free diet really pertains to a particular subset of patients, not everyone. And if you have a gluten allergy, some patients are desperate. They don't know what to do, and they don't feel well. And so they find themselves grabbing at different diets. But I see people all the time just picking up a new diet. And when I explain to people, whatever diet you do, um, and measures you take to lose weight. Um, you're going to have to do that for a lifetime. I mean, I have even people, colleagues in the medical practice, who there's a new diet where um, it's like a protein. It's like this protein diet. It's like a protein shake. Basically, oh. it's it's um, slim fast reinvented mm-hmm. is what it is. And it's um, and these protein diets, and they do it, and they lose a massive amount of weight. And then at some point, they have to rejoin the eating world and go back to solid food and when they do guess what happens all that weight comes right back on Mm -hmm. so whatever you do you have to replicate it the rest of your life so why start out doing something so harsh yeah um and i hate to say it it sounds like a broken record with my broken voice but (laughs) (laughs) um you know you have to do it the right way otherwise it's not a sustaining weight loss you might look good on paper and you might be oh i've gone down two dress sizes but you're not going to sustain that weight loss Mm -hmm. if you don't adopt the habits and that's why like you said mindful eating which is a wonderful term that's exactly what you have to do if you practice mindful eating that clue will give you the longevity with with the with the um advances you make with your weight and your health Mm -hmm. yeah some good information. Yeah. Where can you learn more about mindful eating? Well, I have a book. Feb- <laughs> I mean, it's not my book. I didn't write it. But There's I have quite a, a lot about. out there yeah. in the literature. Um, you know, I hate to make a plug for myself, but I did start a nonprofit organization called My Gun Instinct. And my entire objective is simply to educate people to take better care of their guts through better dietary choices mm-hmm. and I not just that. diet, but also mm-hmm. health and lifestyle choices. And our first project was a, a large digestive and wellness health expo at the stadium, which we'll be replicating again this year in September. It's called Guts and Glory. Um, it'll be at the First Energy Stadium on September 19th. And it's a free event. It's just a feel-good way to adopt good health and learn a few tips. Mm-hmm. And uh, I encourage you to friend us and um, come to the website and um, come come out on September 19th. Mm-hmm. It was I a wonderful was, event. Like yeah. It was engaging with a lot of it was um, fun. the community. Yeah. So. Yeah, check out the website. And the um, Facebook page and the website is? The website is www.mygutinstinct.org. And um, we're Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 
Oh, you probably have like great recipes on Pinterest, right? I'm getting some thanks okay, to good. you. Okay, good. I can't wait for baby's <laughs> contributions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was really helpful. I think you become overwhelmed with like New Year's resolutions. It's yes. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I hope that was And helpful. again, not the New Year. Box Do it all year things. long. Yeah, it's, it's you just know? think of it like as a lifestyle change. Mindful yeah. eating. I'll let you borrow the book. It's okay. actually called Mindful Eating. Oh, that's easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> good. And don't reverse all your good work in the second half of the year. Right. Mm-hmm. Do it yeah. all year round, you know. Right. So there, I hope that helps. That yeah. Help? Like put some focus. Definitely. Okay, good. <laughs> so be sure to check out the, the website. And um, thank you so much for coming in. Even My pleasure. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> Excuse me. People will uh, feel sorry for me and follow my recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, thanks so much for joining us. And of um, thanks for having me. Yeah, be sure to find Phoebe's Pure Food online. Leave us some feedback in iTunes. It's really easy. Um, if you need instructions, just let me know. Phoebe I can tell you how to do it. Little, made a little uh, <laughs> how a job to. aid, yes. as I would nice. call it in my It's a visual world. job aid. <laughs> because we'd love to know what you think um, about our episodes and what you'd like to hear. And uh, like I said, find me at phoebespurefood.com. And uh, thanks so much for listening in. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.